You're listening to PX Space, a patient experience podcast devoted to the human side of healthcare. Brought to you by MDM Healthcare, committed to excellence in healthcare, offering a wide range of technology products. With your host, Linda Robinson, the Vice President of Clinical Excellence. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of PX Space. I'm Linda Robinson, your host, and for the month of May, I have a very special treat for my listeners. I have a new mother, Lindsay Borgman, who also happens to be a nurse. She delivered her son on October 25th, 2022, so this is her first Mother's Day. Congratulations, Lindsay, and welcome. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. I am so excited to have you with us today and get a nurse's perspective of what it's like to be a patient going through the pregnancy and birth of your first child. It's so enlightening for all of us in the healthcare space when we are actually the patients. We feel those vulnerable feelings. We're frightened. Um, Are we going to be okay? Is everything going to be okay? Our families are dealing with everything. So it's so important to have these experiences and to share them. And you have some really unique um, experiences to share. And so I want to start at the beginning. And just to let everyone know, this is like a blueprint of how to um, navigate your pregnancy and delivery. (laughs) So let's start Um, At the very beginning, how you approached the birth of your first child, navigated the healthcare system, created your birth plan, and put it into motion. Yeah, so, you know, we go through this life and we dream of becoming mothers. And, um, you know, throughout COVID, there was lots of topics and conversations about, um, you know, moms having babies and being in the hospital and how to keep your baby safe. And so something that was really important to me was picking a provider that I trusted. So um, in probably the fall of 2021, I decided that I wanted to use the approach of interviewing providers or interviewing OBGYNs to see if our philosophical lenses match. Um, You know, there is a wide spectrum of interventions that can be used for obstetric care. So I wanted to be sure that I really felt like I meshed with the provider that I picked. So uh, I called Dr. Bowen uh, here in Cincinnati and asked his practice manager, I said, hi, do you think Dr. Bowen would be willing to have a 20 minute conversation with me about his practice, his beliefs, and kind of how he likes to practice? And she was like, oh my gosh, yes, he loves to talk about philosophical items um, and why he became an OBGYN. So I think at that first phone call, I was kind of hooked because I thought, wow, if this physician is willing Mm -hmm. to take 20 minutes of his time to talk to me, and I'm not even an established patient yet, um, how does he treat his current patients? Because in that instant moment, I felt valued as a patient, and I wasn't even his patient yet. Right. That's amazing. Not many people do that. No. No. So we, um, I went in and uh, had, had a meeting with him. We actually ended up talking for about 45 minutes about um, autonomy of care and uh, informed consent and ethical decision-making and kind of his process and 
philosophy of, of how he became an OB. His father was an OB. So he really felt like that was something that he had been called to do and that he loves to serve the women that he takes care Mm of. Um, and one thing that was the most important thing to me was that I wanted to have a natural birth. I wanted Mm -hmm. to experience this process, go through the labor journey independently without medical intervention. Now being a nurse, I know that a birth plan has to be flexible. And I did go into it knowing that there was a chance that my birth plan was a suggestion and it wasn't necessarily going to pan out the way that I wanted, but it was important that my doctor would advocate Mm -hmm. for the plan that we had agreed upon prior to me going into labor. Well, and that's all part of that trusting process. You worked on it together. It was reasonable um, for you to, you know, set this plan into place. Absolutely. And, and the one thing that he stressed the most was, is that he has a strong medical background. He has a medical degree. Mm-hmm. He will not do anything that would put myself or baby at risk, but that if I didn't want an epidural, that he would support that. Mm-hmm. and. If I changed my mind, he would support that too. So I felt like that was really important that I had a physician that was flexible um, because I was going into it, you know, this was my first baby. This was my first pregnancy. And I didn't, you don't know what you don't know, right? Right. So looking back, um, I was very motivated to have Mm -hmm. a natural labor. So it was important to me that I found a physician that was respectful because even in healthcare, even with other nurses, they're like, Oh, you want to do that? Why? We like, (laughs) there are, well, and you never worked in mother baby either. So, nor did I, although I did, you know, deliver some babies in the emergency room, but you didn't work in mother baby either. So you had a fresh mind about this. Really. It was just family, friends that had had babies Um, You know, and you wanted to create this experience for you and your family and your new baby. Yes. And I did not come from a family um, that has a history of natural labors. Um, If you Mm -hmm. if you know my family, um, my mom, my sister, my aunts, they all are very pro epidural. (laughs) So uh, and there's and there's nothing wrong with that. Some people know what they can handle. And that was part of their birth plan. So yes. there's nothing wrong with, hey, this is what I want. I'm reasonable. I know that if it's not something, I remember my doctor coming in with my first baby and patting me on the leg because of, I wanted a natural birth the first time. And he said, after 26 hours, I'm sorry, but you're swollen shut. And as an ICU nurse, I'm like, I didn't know that could happen. And he's <laughs> like, this baby is far too big for you to have. She was nine, three and 22 inches long. And he said, this baby is too far, far too big for you to have. We're going to have to go to the OR. And I'm like, well, let's go get yeah, this baby out. Get this baby out. We're going right. to today, today is a birthday and it's That's your right. birthday. And my favorite thing is that, you know, perspective is always interesting. So now you have, so I celebrate Max's birthday, but I celebrate my birthing day. Oh, that's And so that sweet. is a really cool, yeah. She's getting cheery. And that's okay. That's okay. You're making me teary too. And I mean, I'm sure there's so much, um, you know, just 
you're proud of yourself. That's it's you brought another life into the world. Yeah. And it's amazing. Moms are amazing. Yes. And being the mom, being a mom is one of my most cherished accomplishments that I have ever had in my whole life. And I know that, um, you know, Mother's Day is special and not everyone gets to have the experience that I have, but everyone deserves the experience that I have had. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so it was a, a very, very amazing experience. Um, so I'm happy to, I'm excited to dive in with, into that experience a little bit more with you. Yes. So we started with physician selection. So right off the bat, you lucked out and did someone refer you to him or had you heard about this doctor? Yes. I I actually have some friends that um, are in a Facebook group, funny enough, and it's a group of women that are very naturally minded. And um, he has quite a following here in Cincinnati. Um, and he was recommended by over 20 different women um, when I posted a, a comment for recommendations. Um, and they said, you know, if this is your dream to have a, a natural labor, then this is the guy for you. And so um, I went in and was 10 out of 10 impressed because he really allowed me to ask questions um, with a nurse lens mm-hmm. without taking offense or um, being defensive about certain processes or procedures or algorithms. Cause I asked the question was like, well, what if I don't fit in your algorithm? How does how, like, how do you use your decision-making? And he looked at me and he was like, are you a nurse? And I'm like, I am surprise. <laughs> so, um, and then that cascaded into the next decision that I had to make, which was choosing a doula. Um, because I had, a lot of friends tell me that if you want to achieve a natural labor, that you really have to do the pre-work, um, mm-hmm. which is getting your mind in the right place. Um, and so I chose a doula. Her name is Erica Paulson. I'll do a little plug for her. Erica Paulson, um, she owns Nurture Cincy in Hyde Park. Um, and she is the most magical human that I have ever met. So if it wasn't for her dangling the carrot of the labor tub, I would not have been able to achieve the birth that I did. Because mm-hmm. let me just tell everyone that while, yes, I'm saying I had a natural birth, don't worry, I asked for an epidural about six or seven times. <laughs> um, and she reminded you of your birth plan. Yes, she did. <laughs> and um, she never, she did it with grace. And, you know, looking mm-hmm. back, it was always, let's get through this next contraction. We're going to get right. through the intermittent monitoring. Mm-hmm. We're going to get to the tub. We're going to get to the tub. We're going to get to the tub. And I was like, okay, okay. And then before you know it, you just start chipping away. And one thing that Erica Paulson taught me was to use hypnobirthing to help you to be successful. So she teaches a class through her company called Nurture Sensi. Mm-hmm. And It taught me to use that muscle memory. Right. So earlier, Linda, when we were talking, I kind of provided the example of when you're driving and you put on your turn signal, you're not making a conscious decision necessarily to push it, Mm -hmm. but that your body just kind of does it naturally from years of driving. Right. Right. It's really to get your, your head and your mind into that space where you're allowing your body to do its thing while your brain is very calm. Right. Um, and that was 
the best thing I could have done for myself to prep for my labor. And I think you did so many things prior that helped you rather than basically expecting those around you to kind of do them for you, um, which is which is very interesting. You took everything into your own hands, so to speak. And I think part of that is because you are a nurse, um, you know, you wanted to be able to, and I don't want to say it, but control the situation. <laughs> and, you know, women have been having babies for thousands of years and it can be done. And yes, sometimes, you know, it's a little more difficult than others, but we know that the more interventions you have, the longer your recovery can be. And it there, you know, as we well, as we add interventions, they can they can cause problems. Sometimes they have side effects and, you know, not to get into that. But we all know that if we can have a baby naturally, it is it is really the best way to do it. That's the way we were built. That's the way we were meant to reproduce. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that was a big part of learning about this whole part of life. You know, like you said, I was, Mm -hmm. I'm not a labor and delivery nurse. And in fact, when I was in nursing school, that was the only um, clinical rotation where I almost passed out was when I had to examine the placenta so that I knew that labor and delivery was not for me. Um, But looking at it now, going through the experience, if I were to do anything um, in my life as a, (coughs) excuse me, in my life as a, a nurse or going back to the bedside, I think mm-hmm. that's where I would want to go. Mm-hmm. You could always do a, be a doula on the side. I could be a doula on the side. You could. You really could. I mean, why not? Why, what better way to help others kind of do what you did um, and have that experience? Like you said, this was the greatest experience of your life. Um, you know, there's there's always that possibility. And you saw your doula. So doulas, you can you can have them just during the 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 birth itself, but you can also have them antepartum during the delivery and then postpartum. And I believe you saw your doula throughout. You started with your your um, your hypnobirth kind of um, exercises, and then you practice that every day. The affirmations. Yes, the affirmations were something that I actually had to get used to. So the affirmations I listened to were provided uh, by my doula, and I also use an app, but the the verbiage is a little strange, right? So you're visualizing your body, you're visualizing your contractions, you're visualizing um, visualizing them as a wave that they come and they go. Mm-hmm. Um And I used to listen to them on speakerphone when I would go to bed. And so my husband, unfortunately, got to participate in the (laughs) affirmations. um, Whether he wanted to or not. (laughs) Whether he wanted to or not. But it allowed him to also kind of get into the mindset that I was in. Uh Uh, And it really helped me try to close my eyes, center myself. Um, And I think just my personality type of being type A, wanting to be in control, that that allowed me to practice for six months leading up to my delivery, how to get into that headspace where I was really only focusing on those affirmations. You were in the zone. and In the zone. I think I told you when I was with my second baby and I was 
determined to have a natural birth and had tetany contractions and was a VBAC, that means that I was having a vaginal birth after a C-section, the tetany contractions made that impossible. But I was so ready and I was 10% fully effaced, ready to push and had to get an epidural that I had for like 20 minutes. And it was, it was, um, I didn't allow myself to get down uh, no. again, because, you know, this is what I had worked on, but um, it was kind of a shame. I will say that, but I, I just said, nope, if, if this is what we need to do to keep us both safe, which is what my doctor told me very implicitly, um, then that's what we had to do. You know, and but I that think being the, in the zone is so important. It's so important. And really, you know, at the time I didn't know I was in transition, but mm -hmm. looking back, we can kind of guess based on my behaviors and how I was feeling that the nurse manager on the unit came into the room and she was like, you're probably in transition. You got this. This is mental. Take deep breath. She was feeding me ice chips. Like she, I, I remember I had the nurse manager on my left. I had my husband squeezing my hips behind me. I had my doula on my right. The doctor was in the corner and my mom was in the other corner. And I just felt surrounded by support and love mm -hmm. and professional opinions that I knew would keep me safe. So if at any point, any of those professionals or my husband or mom were like, Lindsay, this is not good. We need to, we need to right. change paths. I knew that I was in a safe space to do so. Mm -hmm. And so there is, I think sometimes conversations, especially on social media about if you have such interventions, that means you didn't do it the right way. I could not disagree with that more. I agree. Everyone is on their own path. Everyone is on their own journey. Yes. Not everyone's stories are going to be the same, but the most important part is that you are comfortable with the decisions and the informed consent that is provided to you by your birthing team. And I think I cannot stress that enough because if you feel safe and you feel comfortable, then you know that the professionals around you will advocate for what you know is best. Right, right. Because you've created relationships and we've talked about that so many times on the podcast that creating a relationship with your physician, um, your doula, the nurse that is taking care of you, which, you know, there's not much time to create that relationship. Um, that's why doulas are so nice. They're non-clinical, but they're there as another addition to that team because that nurse may have another laboring mother in another room. So it's just really nice to know that you have all of that. The physician may not be there the whole time. Um, he or she could have another baby to deliver. So, yeah. uh, you know, having setting that up. So what you did was you set your, you created your team and you set the scene for this birth, which yeah. is absolutely amazing. I want to say, um, but um, you know, um, talk about your, uh, your husband a little bit during this process. It sounds like he really was involved. I mean, you know, listening to that at night, so many times husbands are kind of on the outside looking in, and I think it's important to pull them into it. So they understand the depth of everything that's going on. Yeah. Nick was amazing. Um, and it so could be kicking get... and screaming. I'm just going to say. Because all husbands are different, <laughs> yeah. but it will be in the long run, 
so much more rewarding for them. Yes. You know, and I, and I think it's an important to call out that understanding the natural process of what our bodies go through. And I've been, I have been Mm -hmm. so amazed even in this postpartum period that my body is so innate and in tune Mm -hmm. to my son and mentally in tune, um, that my husband has just given so much grace because he's like, you know, I, I now know I am number two and I'm like, well, at least right now he's a baby, you know, and we say that jokingly, but when I found out I was pregnant, I voiced my, um, calling, I guess I would say to have a natural labor. And he thought Mm -hmm. I was just wild. He was like, why? I don't understand this. If God made epidurals, why not use them? (laughs) Yes. And you know, I, it is a choice. It is a choice. And I Mm -hmm. think that's the highlight. If there's one thing that I want to, uh, if people are listening, if there's one thing I want people to take away from this is that I think our culture scares women from the adventure of what natural labor is, Mm -hmm. but it is the best high. And I, Mm -hmm. that one could ever experience. I mean, the feeling that I had when, when I had Max in my arms and the oxytocin, I mean, I was yes. loving everybody. I was loving the doctor, the, the, the EVS person that came in. I'm like, Oh, I love you. I mean, you know, it just is, you, you're just on cloud nine. I don't even really know how to explain it, but yeah. so, and you um, know, when you're pushing, you know, that that pain's going to go away. And what you get is this wonderful gift, um, you know, at the very end of it. So you, you, you know, you have that zone. Like I said, they had to stop my zone, but, um, you know, I was in the zone and I just kept saying, I can do this. I can do this. I yeah. just not too much longer, not too much longer. And I, I do believe that, that, that keeps you in that moment. Um, mm-hmm. you're kind of like a, an Olympic athlete at that point, you know, you are ready, yeah. you are trained, you know what you're doing. You are, you are so right. And, and the one thing that was funny to me is so Nick went to, um, he was doing the affirmations with me. He came to my, my physician's visits with me. He came yes. to the doula visits. He did the hypnobirthing class with me. Um, Your mom did too, I believe. Yes, my mom did too. Okay. So I had a, I had a very supportive, um, group and my doula, you know, her thing is like her goal is to create community supported childbirth and how do you do that whether and it doesn't have to be your mom it could be a sister or an aunt or your best friend or your co-worker someone that you love Mm -hmm. um and that you welcome into this sacred space with you and i remember the nurse um and the doula were having nick squeeze my hips and at the height of the contraction i was like squeeze nick squeeze squeeze as hard as you can right because you know even though i was I do feel like I achieved a true hypnobirth. Like I still had pain. I don't remember the pain. Right, right. Because you're in another space. Your brain is in another space. So the next day I looked at my husband and he was holding my son. And I said, you know, I'm going to ask you this. And I want you to answer it truthfully. But do your arms hurt? And he was like, my arms are so sore. Because I remember I was like, if you could squeeze any harder. But that helped to change like the mental mapping of the right. contraction pain it was well, you're moving right you're moving that pain to someplace else you yes. know you're feeling that pressure on your hips where his hands are and yes. you're focused on that rather than the contraction mm-hmm. the yeah and contraction. then 
and, and my favorite part of this is that, you know, Nick and my mom and the doula, but I want to go back to my mom just for a second because she kept asking me, what is her job? And the doula was like, you don't need a job. You have a presence and your presence is your job. Now, the funny thing, and I'm going to lighten it up here so that I don't make everyone. <laughs> You're making me cry is, too. <laughs> is that her presence was more than I could have ever asked. But she was a parrot on Dr. Bowen's shoulder the whole time with a camera. <laughs> <laughs> and so I have these amazing pictures and videos and. Right. She was the videographer. There we go. She was. You know. And and when we were in these classes, she really wanted a job. And her job was just to be present. And I think that sometimes, even for husbands, that is um, understated, right? right? We don't need you to do something. We don't need you to fix something. We just need you to be present and be positive mm -hmm. and hold our hands. And sometimes I think that is undervalued right. and not communicated because a lot of men tend to be fixers or they want to have a solution, but communicating to them that they don't have to do all of those things. They just have to be present is, is the most important thing. Right. Right. Um, so I had a, an amazing birth team and, and my two nurses were, I had a, um, I had a nurse resident and I had a experienced nurse and they were both amazing and they were excited to be a part of a natural labor because they don't see that all the time. Right. So right. the nurse resident was like, this is my first one. And I'm going to like, let the experienced nurse take the lead. You know, she didn't say that to me during the, right. during my labor, but after when I was asking her about her experience and how, how she like loved her unit. And she was like, this was amazing. We don't see this all that much. <laughs> Plus they didn't have so much to do. Think about it. They yeah. didn't have well, as I, much. Well, they didn't have to, them. didn't have to do a Foley and, you know, watch your epidural yeah. and your IV. They did, you did get a saline lock, which is for, yes, that that's just for preventive, pre not preventative. What am I saying? Um, just, just for in case. Yes. And, and that was a compromise that my physician and I made. And I think that was an important decision because I am I a agree. nurse. Mm -hmm. I know that when things go south, they go south quickly. Right. Um, did I, did I necessarily, necessarily want it? No, because they're uncomfortable and I wanted to get into the labor tub. Um, yeah. And so it was inconvenient, but my nurses were amazing. They got it in my forearm so we could duct tape and put mm -hmm. like glove mm -hmm. or not duct tape, but tape, you know, and put yeah. a glove. So that, my it, that it wouldn't get any water on it. Yeah. Um, because my whole thing was I wanted to be in the labor tub and for those who have not learned about this or who have not, you know, ventured down this path, I mean, I got in the labor tub and I had no pain. It was, it was the most amazing eight minutes of my whole labor. And so wait a really minute, let's talk. Me. Yeah. Let's back up a little bit though. So there's a whole lot more to this labor tub than just, um, 
you know, you wanted to have a labor tub and it was eight minutes in the labor tub. What was the labor <laughs> that it took to get the labor tub? So I asked Lindsay, you know, tell me what um, was as far as from the hospital perspective. Um, there were so many experiences that stand out um, with the birth of her child and the labor that she experienced that were absolutely wonderful. Um, and I said, from the hospital's standpoint, you know, there's there's the clerk at the, when you walk in, people smiling, people helping you through this process so that you feel that you're welcome. And I said, what would you say from that standpoint was the, um, the most impactful piece of the patient experience, the most positive thing. And, and so I'm gonna let her tell you about this. I mean, she even had um, the maintenance staff uh, helping with her birth. She, she was recruiting for this team. Yes, I was recruiting. You know, I, like I said earlier, I was very passionate about making sure I had a good uh, a birth team and I didn't know I was going to add the maintenance people into uh, my birth uh, group here. But so we, we checked in at the hospital. We got to the floor. My room was beautiful. It was spacious. Everyone was so nice. The nurses were so kind. Um, so we get in and my doula arrives and I knew that my birth team was complete. So I had like mentally checked that box that, mm -hmm. okay, everyone I need is here. I can just relax and get into my own space. Um, so my doula was trying to set up the labor tub and the shower was a rectangle, right? So we know that a lot of hospital bathrooms don't have right. large showers. So the nurse manager and the doula were working together to, um, try to figure out how I could get the hose that hooked up to the sink out to the patient room area, the main area. And the hose connector that I brought was not the right one. Um, <laughs> the nurse manager, my doula, myself, um, even a couple of friends of mine, we tried to predict which hose it would be because we right. had to we had to bring that to the hospital so we had to bring the hose and the tub with us to the hospital so bless my husband again who carried all of these things um in for me but long story short the we couldn't get the hose to work so the nurse manager calls the maintenance uh team in the basement of the hospital and they are rigging together pvc pipes with clamps and all kinds of things to try to create uh, an extension uh, to, to hook it up to the sink so that I could get in the tub. And they either thought, this is fantastic, or we have a crazy woman on the third floor who wants a tub. <laughs> I think they were leaning towards crazy woman on the third floor. <laughs> She's pregnant. Don't argue with her. Yes. And so, uh, and, and my doula told me this later, but she said, you know, when we were trying to figure this out, the nurse manager had pulled up different parts on the Home Depot website of like, well, can I run to Home Depot to go get these parts if this is what she needs? And thankfully we did not end up needing to go that route. But my doula said, hey, nurse manager, the room next door actually has a square. So she was scouting bathrooms. She was scouting <laughs> bathrooms. And luckily the rooms were like, it wasn't a full unit. So I got lucky there. Um, so the nurse manager came in and what we know now is I was probably between nine and 10 centimeters mm -hmm. at that point. And she said, Hey, if you really want to get in that tub, 
we can take you next door if you can walk. And I was like, I will run. I will run to get into that tub. And that was the dangling carrot that my doula used right. to keep me from getting the epidural. She's like, one more contraction, you get in that tub. Well, and the more one more contraction. Move, the more you can keep moving and not get in a bed and keep moving really helps that labor progress. Yes. Yeah. So I walked uh, mid in the middle of two contractions to the room next door and I got into the tub and I remember telling, looking at my husband and I was like, I feel bad for these nurses. Cause as a nurse, I know, <laughs> I know that all of their equipment is set up. They have their like labor trays are set up. Everything is oh, draped. Yeah. Like everything oh, yeah. is oh, in yeah. motion. And then here comes, you know, Lindsay being like, sorry, we need to move rooms. Um, so I went and I got in the tub and I remember I was on my hands and knees. My mom has this amazing picture of my doula and I, um, kind of, I was in the tub and my doula was on the side of the tub, putting the shower head on my back. Right. And I remember just instant relief. It was warmth. And Once you got into the water. Yes. No pain. You also had music, I think playing. Yeah. I played the, um. Christian hypnobirthing app in the back. Uh-huh. And I remember where I started to get grunty with my contractions. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I wasn't pushing, but I, I started to, to have those sounds, those primal sounds. And my right, doula right. said, well, that's when, you know, that's when, you know, in the ED, that's what we teach. If, if mom starts grunting, you're delivering this baby in the ED. <laughs> yes. Well, I didn't, she, my doula had told me this and I told her this and we always joke about it, that when she told me that I would get grunty, I just laughed and was like, whatever. She doesn't know what she's oh, talking no. about. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. So she said, and my water broke right when I got in the tub and she said, why don't you reach down and see if you can feel his head? And I remember I reached out and I felt his head and I remember my eyes got real watery and I was like, oh my gosh, he's coming. Like just pure joy and happiness of, oh my gosh, we're getting there. Well, that created panic for the doctors and the nurses because now they're like, she can feel a head. What's happening in there? So uh, my OBGYN, bless his heart, got on his hands and knees, checked me in the tub because I was like, I do not want to get out. And he was like, no problem. He checked me in the tub and he goes, Lindsay, you're plus two. You have to get out right now. And I looked at him and I was like, are you sure? Because the tub was just such an amazing feeling. Yeah. And I didn't know what plus two meant at the time. Remember, I'm not a OB nurse. I'm not an OBGYN. And all I see is scurrying. The, yes, the nurses yes. are scurrying. My mom is, you know, I can see her head kind of moving around like something's about to happen. And so, so Dr. Bowen helped me get out of the labor tub, which I just thought was so kind. Like he, mm-hmm. he was in the thick of it with me and that really right. meant a lot right. to me. Yeah. And we get on the bed and he was like, it's time to start pushing. And I was like, okay. And I remember I looked at the nurse, her name was Rachel. And I said, Rachel, I just want to confirm that we are definitely too late for the epidural. And she said, oh, girl, you're doing it. She's like, even if you did it, it wouldn't work in time. That's right. So I uh, I pushed facing the, like the head of the bed. Right. I pushed on my hands and knees. And I pushed on my right side. Um, and I remember 
looking up at the glass. I did not want a mirror. I remember looking up at the glass and the light and I saw Max's head come out and I was so joyous and I don't remember pain. I remember pushing being a very rewarding feeling. It didn't hurt. Mm -hmm. Pushing did Mm -hmm. not hurt for me. And it was like, we had, we had crossed the contraction pain pushing Mm -hmm. felt like a secret reward. Right. And then you get to, it is, it's that at the end, it's what, uh what you're achieving and you know, I got to get there. I got to get there. Yeah. And then the, the ring of fire happened and my mom has a hilarious video of going, Oh, I think that ring of fire is there. Um, because it was, you know, with the stretching and the burning. Right. 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 And I had a, I have a nurse, um, I would maybe even call her my mentor. Um, her name is Angela. And she told me that she had three natural labors and she said, you know, the ring of fire, it's intense, but you know, you're going to meet your baby soon. And I had those thoughts in my head. So that pain went away. Max came out in two pushes and that oxytocin high is right. Right. The most amazing feeling Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. any person could ever have. And there's really not words to describe it unless you've experienced it yourself. Yeah. And then all that's forgotten. I don't know how many women I've talked to that the next time, um, specifically one girl that I used to work with, she, she always had a precipitous delivery. So she could never have an epidural because there was never time. In fact, to the point of on her third, they're they're like we may need to bring you into the hospital. I mean, she delivered in like twenty minutes every time her water broke. Oh my and gosh! She, every time it broke, she started to cry. She said, "I kept thinking, why did I do this again? Why did I do this again?" So, um, but then of course, all the other women told her, "What are you complaining about? It you did it in twenty minutes. That's it. You know." So, yeah, um, you do. You forget the pain. You forget that you. You know, it, it's it's such a wonderful. Um, beautiful experience um, when everything goes well. And unfortunately at times they yeah. don't, but um, they go well more odd than not. So, which is, yeah. which is good, thankfully. Well, and I think that's, I think there's a lot of conversation in social media, especially in this post COVID era where, where women specifically are really seeking for that holistic minded care and I think there's a huge opportunity as nurses and, and healthcare providers to take a minute, take a step back and just kind of go back to the roots of why we do what we do and allowing people to ask questions, mm-hmm. not be offended by questions, talk about education and informed consent. And what does that mm-hmm. mean? And when right. people are asking questions, not shaming them or making them feel stupid stupid right or it's you know how dare you like you said offended how dare you ask me that question it's it's their life it's their body they should have the information they need to make the best decision for their life absolutely Um, I think we're way too quick for medication um I think there are so many conversations we could be having when relationships are created and trust is there. I think it's important that um, we lead with that. We lead with empathy and we create a relationship that then creates that trust. And so then it makes the decisions that are made 
ones that you've made together. And I think that's so very important. And then when those, if and when medical interventions are necessary, whether right. that is an epidural, whether that is a C-section, maybe mm -hmm. that is Pitocin, then people aren't so scared because they understand the reasoning to why. Right. And I think that is what really paved this path for me is my curiosity as a nurse to understand mm -hmm. the who, what, when, where, why. And essentially I was seeking for basically an informed consent for myself for all exactly. procedures. Exactly. And what's neat about this podcast is that there are going to be many women that listen to this that are not a nurse and could do exactly what you did. It's like a blueprint to how to pave your way and how to create the birth plan that works best for you. Create that team, get that team around you. Yeah. You know, it, like you said, it might not be your mom. It might be your best friend. It might be your sister. Um, mm -hmm. Maybe it's not your husband. Again, it could be a friend. You know, it could be your partner, whatever works for you, but create it and have it set in place for when you go. Um, yeah. Then if if something does go wrong or there are problems, you feel far more supported um, yeah. than if things get um, out of control and you're not aware of what could then happen next. Yeah. And, and that is the the true journey and the true amazing part of this process is that, you know, there are people on this earth because we moms birthed them all, right? That's right. That's right. And finding space and education and resources and people and feeling supported. If we could get all of those things for all people, our outcomes would be tremendously different. And that is something that should not be we know exactly. We know that when patients partner in their care mm -hmm. and participate participate in it, that outcomes are better because there's Always. an understanding. You understand what you need to do, which is what you learned prior to your delivery. You understood the things that you were needed you needed to do. You yeah. you did the um, the hypnobirth. You did. You practiced your affirmations and it prepared you. Now, we can't always be prepared for everything. We know that. But, right. um, you know, that's why we get the people around us that we trust um, yep. and we create those relationships. And I agree. Healthcare, I think we are, we really are truly trying. I have talked to so many um, wonderful experts and professionals um, through PX Space. And I hear that so many times when you said your physician said he wants to serve his patients. Um, anybody who hasn't listened to Dr. Phil Lemmings, he says the same thing. Um, yeah. It's amazing. And Dr. Barter, the same way, and Dr. Hecker um, with Mother Baby. So they are out there. These physicians are truly out there and willing to um, provide the, um, create those relationships and provide the best care possible. But Lindsay, yep. I am so happy for you. And tell everybody his name. His name is Maxwell. Uh, we we mainly call him Max, but he is a um, blonde hair, blue eyed, sweet little thing. So we have just been so thrilled the last six months to watch our family grow um, and experience this journey. And it's a wild one. So I've just been so thankful that you invited me to come talk about this um, and hopefully someone somewhere gets something impactful from this and learns something um, that maybe they didn't know or a resource that they could have. 
and certainly on the blog. You know, we'll put we'll put Lindsay's email on there. And if you want to get in touch with her and get some expert advice, you can do that. And Lindsay, thank you so much. I'm so happy for you. This is wonderful. Thanks, Linda. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to PX Space. For more information, head to our website at journeypx.com. And don't forget to subscribe to our monthly newsletter.